Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Her butt yeah. cheeks are like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag just gravitationally things. Been here before. Probably be here again. Shydolf wears chaps. Bernie's here? I don't believe so. He's unconscious to me. <laughs> ch 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 changes Is it a Henderson's rope? If I pick up the turtle and put it in the stream... Um, you more see Olash trip through Bernie? I got that vibe, yeah. Do you enjoy the vocal antics of our fair Eowyn Oromora? Did you know that the Aaron behind the Eowyn has a Twitch stream where he solves crossword puzzles? Well, now you do, and your life is all the better for it. Check out Scoots Babu, that's S-C-O-O-T-S-B-A-B-O-O, on Twitch for some clever clue figuring and wild word wrangling. Aaron streams most days, and he is very active with his viewers, so drop by and say hi. Now, let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the gang finally bested Shydov in battle, albeit with the aid, albeit with the aid of four professors from Blackbeak Academy. Professor Windwhisper stabilized Shydov and cast Feign Death, incapacitating them for one hour. Professor Candidio transmuted the nearby tree into a two-wheeled cart, and Professor Ruou used telekinesis to lift the body into it. Knowing that the Feign Death spell would only last an hour, Professor Windwhisper enlisted Yarfik to help get the cart and its occupant back to her quarters, where she has resources that can aid with the binding of demons while everyone else went off to speak with the headmaster about getting an emerald for the separation. And that is where we pick up. Cassian, Olash, and Eowyn are with the dragonborn master of illusion, Professor Ruou, the gnomish transmutation expert, Professor Candidio, and the halfling evocation, let's face it, show-off, Professor Wigglebarrow, on your way to the Goge and the headmaster. 
You have shown the scrolls that were given to Olash by Cackling Agatha to the professors, so they are aware of the ritual you are looking to perform. Uh, and as you travel at a relatively quick pace, Professor Wigglebarrow continues to look at the scrolls and, and just sort of pour over them. These are uh, advanced and, and complicated magics. Uh, where did you come by these scrolls? Uh how did you like the way that I, um, I, uh, how did you like the, so when I did, um, mirror image, uh, how was my form? Um, and, uh, Professor Ruo'u, uh, says, oh, yes, Eowyn, your form was quite impressive, as was your form in casting Polymorph, which begs the question, how was the elemental able to break the spell? Before it should have ended. Break, uh, break which, which spell? Polymorph. You remember, you turned him into a turtle, and I put a bucket on him and sat on it, <laughs> and then I was propelled upward like a rocket. Ah. Well, it, it obviously, uh, it overpowered it. Isn't that, isn't that right? Wait, is that what happened? It failed, it, it succeeded on a save? It, it did, but it wasn't supposed to get a save. Oh, we had a rule, uh, Spudge. Oh, and and well, now I'm justifying it. Oh, okay. <laughs> ah, because um, there seems to be uh, I don't know. Blame it on the blame it on some god who slipped up or something. You know. Oh, <laughs> I I fear this demon may be stronger than any of us know. Ah, well, I fear that too. Let's hope not. Pretty natural fear. Uh, yes, I I fear that as well. But it it still begs the question: Where did you find these scrolls? And my fireball was that? I tried to get it far, pretty far away, but it um. Now, Eowyn, if what? I didn't know any better, I'd say you were trying to dodge the question. Uh, I've I... never seen Eowyn dodge a question from a teacher ever. My goodness. I, I think you must be mistaken there. Clearly, uh, she's just carried away with enthusiasm over the battle, and, and what a clash it was. I mean, all of you were in fine form, I must say. You're like halfway between Cassian and <laughs> Nigel Thornberry right now. <laughs> <laughs> Cassian Thornberry. He's, he's the holding the monocle, but not wearing it, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Are we about these, to have a third demon are, in are the party? Demon. Are we about... A third warlock in the party because the monocle is secretly going to be his. Like... <laughs> yes. yes the it's slowly is, possessing me. Is possessed by Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I really want that to be what happens. <laughs> no, of of course not. I mean, as I said, I said if I didn't know better, I would think <laughs> you were trying to dodge a question. But of course, I do know better, so that's not Certainly. what's going on right now. Yes, your your Firebolt, uh, very well done. Quite impressive. Clearly uh, you have practiced a lot. Thank you, but I, I did I did ask after the Fireball. The Ball of Fire? The uh... Are you talking about the Flaming Sphere that you cast? Yes. Okay, yes, because you didn't cast Fireball. I cast Fireball in <laughs> oh, this guy. the battle. I just... <laughs> I don't love it when people take credit for the spells of others. That's all, you know. Oh, me neither. When, but and what? And while we're on the topic, what is a sphere if not a ball? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not debating huh. the the use of spherical polygons in this case. I'm. But it is worth a discussion. Come. It, it is worth a discussion. Let us. Uh, is this what speak they talk about at college? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, you should audit one of my classes before you leave, and we can tell you all about the geometry of arcane magics. Sounds, uh, fascinating. Meanwhile, Yarfik, mm -hmm. you are pulling the cart, uh, holding Shydov's body, and traveling about six steps behind Professor Windwhisper, the drow, mm -hmm. uh, as you follow her to her quarters. Uh, so going the opposite direction, you're going towards the professor's housing, the rest of them are going towards the doge. Uh, she, uh, as I said, about six steps in front of you, she walks stiffly upright, uh, and has been silent thus far. Uh, I'm, I've probably been silent as well. I've been checking to see if, uh, you know, just, just checking to see if the spell's working in the feigned death. I do recognize it. I did used to be able to cast it. Mm -hmm. Do you really think that we can find something to hold them, uh, that's more powerful at this point? I, I, I've never come across something that could hold a demon like that. 
Oh, I'm sure I've got something that will do what we need it to do, but, you know, let's not worry about that right now. All we can do is walk along and hope we have what we need. Uh, tell me, are, are you at all aware of the war and the fighting going on in, in Shadowway? Shadowway? Uh... Yes, you know, continent, uh, just off the, the eastern shore. He's saying shut his love, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Can't say that I am aware of it, no. Um, I've kind of been here dealing with something more pressing in my life at that at this point. I haven't been aware of any news. Oh, okay, just wondering if you'd heard anything. I've, I've heard the fighting has intensified, but that they've got the war on lock. <laughs> Uh, which side are you rooting for? The winners. Ah. Is that always how it's it's run with you? Well, there's no use crying over spilled magic. That's what I always say. Well, sometimes people don't like to spill their magic. They like to save it for the opportune moment. You know, give it to a very special person. I'm not sure we're talking about the same thing right now. <laughs> I, we're talking about spilling magic. I mean, I, I was always taught that magic was a, a sacred compact you made, and you don't just fling it around willy-nilly, you use it for a purpose. Oh, you're one of those. Those? Yes, those who believe that the mastery of arcane energies that we have come into in our lives is uh, not to be used as we will, that it's some sort of divine gift that should be hoarded and only used when necessary. I... I did come from a school that believed that, but I, in my travels I've also noticed that Partially we write our own destiny, but we can't just show it off. We need to be able to use it for a constructive purpose. Oh, It's still yes. ours to, to use as we will, but not completely. Of course, of course. And you, of course, get your magic from a divine source? I, I, it, there are many sources that one can pull their magic from. Well, you have certain things on your vestments that label you as a cleric of Agia, so it's only mm -hmm. fair of me to assume that you would be, you know, using her as your, uh, what's the word, a patron? She's more of a guide. Mm -hmm. In my eyes, she always has been an example in certain respects. Interesting. Interesting. Going back to the other group. You arrive at the Goge, passing by Sharkhand, the red dragonborn who was standing... Sharkhand? Yes. Sharkhand! <laughs> uh... <laughs> She makes a movement as if she's about to speak, and Professor Wigglebarrow just quiets her with quickly with an upraised hand and says, No time, we'll explain later. And uh, he ushers you all inside. Last time you were here, you went up, heading towards the divination labs. Uh, this time the professors lead you down towards the basement. Uh, the basement of this building houses the main repository of uh, items and supplies, as well as reinforced classrooms for heavy evocation practice. Um, and as you head down the stairs, Professor Candidio, the gnome, says, uh, We've put all the students in the reinforced classrooms for safety. Uh, the rest of us have been patrolling the lower halls. Uh, Eden will be down here somewhere. Great, perfect. Yes, we just need a space in which to uh, perform the... You were able to find that emerald, weren't you? Uh, sorry, yes, we... I... Yes. Did he just say they caged the students? No. Sequestered, Sequestered in a reinforced area. They're in reinforced rooms for safety. For safety? They're not, like, in shackles and shit. I'm sure they're happy to be there. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, anyway, uh, you walk on down the stairs, and, uh, you know, couple lefts, couple rights, you find Headmistress Edinrop standing in a hallway, uh, looking equal parts revitalized uh, from what you had seen her last, and harried. Uh, she is currently standing in front of a wheeled lectern uh, with Professor Tylo, the half-orc divination professor, uh, and they are both looking at a familiar book. Ah, oh, you got it. Good. Ah, oh, so the thing that I did worked. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, you should have seen it. We've, uh, but professor, uh, headmistress, we've, we've captured the demon. We've, we, we, we need to enact some sort of separation spell or something. It, yeah, you should have seen it. We... I, I did great! Good. I need you all to come with me. Yes, of course. She sort of motions towards a, uh, a nearby empty room and, you know, points you inside. Like, go in she, there. She probably means me and also 
Also all of us, because she said all of us, but, but meat. Whole group, yeah. right? Yes. Um, so she allows uh, Eowyn, Cassian, and Olash to enter, and she stops Wigglebarrow and Candidio and Ruo'u from going inside. And then she... Uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to do an insight check here, Sam, if I might. You certainly I, I think, might. I feel like Cassian... It, he's he's sort of tired and not thinking entirely straight, but he's a little concerned about this whole all of us and none of them going into a sheltered room thing. Sure. Since we brought a demon onto campus, he just wants to make sure this isn't a trap. Sure. Uh, I'm, so I'm just going to try and do a quick read on her. And insight. Uh, that's a non-natural 20. Uh, you take a look at her and what you see on her face um, is is nothing of subterfuge or skullduggery or anything of the okay. sort. Uh, she looks very angry like she's holding back something but mm-hmm. but not not like she's trying to trap you or, or pull one over on you or anything like that. Okay, fair enough. I follow them. So you go in, she stops the professors, uh, and, and then enters herself and closes the door behind her. I'm going to cast Zone of Truth. You can succumb to it, or you can attempt to withstand it, but know that if you do attempt to withstand it, I will be aware that what you are saying is likely a lie. I would, okay. she, you know, I would hate to lie to you, Professor. Yes. I'm I mean, I'm just, just honestly trying to take a second and remember if we, like, have something we particularly need to lie about anymore at this point. <laughs> like, Yarfik is a warlord? Sort of, is, is it Yarfik? Is that what we're all trying to keep them from, from knowing about? Yeah, that we, we got that scroll from Cackling Ag- Agatha. <laughs> That's what and Yarfik is a warlord. He's too tired to remember if he needs to try to lie or not. Mm-hmm. So she uh, raises her right hand above her head and uh, utters the magic word Zartha in this sort of iridescent dome uh, with a 15 foot radius appears all around Um, so it is a uh, wisdom saving throw if you want to try and resist it or you can just succumb to it willingly I think I would succumb to it willingly Uh, me too I think yeah, Cassian is, is not going to fight this one. Okay. Thank you. Now, to be perfectly honest, I'm not entirely sure where to start. So much has happened in such a short time. I'll go chronologically. First, thank you for saving my life and quite possibly the lives of many of the students here. We owe you a great debt. Second, what in the nine hells were you thinking bringing such a powerful demon to my school? Third, two of my students are dead, eviscerated by the creature you ushered to my doorstep. And fourth, I am now presented with this book, a battle in our backfields, and word that we've an exorcism to prepare for. What the fuck? Do you um, have to say for yourselves? We were. It uh, wasn't really um, 100% our plan. It's more like the demon was coming here anyway, and we were following it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if we had tried to stop them, they would have killed all of us, and uh, the demon would be here, but we wouldn't be here to help, so. That was kind of my thinking anyway, um, and I assumed that was the group's thinking, uh, too. Yeah, also, uh, Olash here would have, uh, been dismembered, uh, due to some, uh, a whole long chain of circumstances involving, uh, Hag, but, um, if, without, without getting the demon here, she would have lost an arm. Yes, and Whereas... an important distinction is that the concept of us bringing the demon here, when that is not not what we did. The demon was was yes, it, we did not do anything of the sort. We didn't suggest this as like a destination for yes. the demon. Yeah, 
we we figured we had to come here to try and beat it to this book because we knew with it well we, we made an educated guess that with the book the demon would be powerful enough that no one would be able to stop it this book is troubling having a, a moment or two to look through it I see what the demon was most likely trying to accomplish and that is certainly worrisome but I oh also sorry to interrupt you just like our our friend is like inside the demon or I don't really know how it all works but like someone we really care about is is in there with the demon and so I I just felt like that was important information for you to have I guess I don't know sorry continue this is a difficult situation there are uh, many pros and cons it would seem there were many ups and downs to this story on the one hand I would likely be dead if you hadn't all arrived on the other hand as I said two of my students have been horribly murdered I'm not really sure that I can abide that now I've been told that you need something from us yeah, it's, again, sort of something that we need and also probably everyone on this plane of existence needs to happen, you know, vis-a-vis getting this demon out of our friend's body. And not to put too fine a point on it, but I'll remind you that as from the moment we finished saving your life, I was explaining to you how serious the situation with the demon was, and you insisted that it could wait. It didn't seem like you put too fine a point on it, considering that the demon was right there as if it was part of your group. I'm pretty sure I distinctly remember telling you not to trust it or listen to it, and that we needed to take immediate action to incapacitate it. Regardless, you say that this thing that you need will stop this demon from being a threat to everyone on this plane. What is to stop us from merely killing this demon and stop it from being a threat on this plane? Well, it would mean taking the life again of someone that we care about, someone who's helpless and at your mercy. I don't know if that's how you do things around here. It's not uh, the style in which I personally prefer to operate. So, let us say that we avail you of this thing that you need so that you can perform whatever this ritual is. And let's say it works. Then you will leave. Certainly. All of us? I'm afraid you are no longer welcome at this school. What? Why? And let us say that we avail you of this item you need and it doesn't work then we will take the necessary action to make sure that no more of our students are injured. And you will leave. And no longer be welcome at this school. Is there any way I can... I I had just started my... I felt I was just beginning. Eowyn, this is not an easily come-to decision. But this was not is it easy, an accident. Is it somehow come off? No, I... This was not... An accident. This is not the kind of thing that we can chalk up to shenanigans or youthful exuberance. No one's ever called me exuberant before. You were all aware of the threat. And again, we made you aware of the threat immediately, and you chose to disregard what we told you. It seems to me that you're trying to put the blame for your own failure of judgment on the shoulders of the finest student of magic that I've ever seen in my travel, someone whose entire existence is devoted to the pursuit of furthering the knowledge of the arcane arts, a a finer crusader for magic than any you could ask for. If that's how you run things around here, I'll be glad to give this place a miss. As I said, this was not an easily come-to decision. But it's not only my decision to make. There is the ORE to consider. You may be able to appeal them, and and I fully support that, as Eowyn is, or was, a very gifted and talented mage. I still am. 
You should have seen me out there trying to defend the school, trying to subdue the demon. Yeah, and part of the reason we couldn't stop the demon from coming here was because we had just gotten out of a huge battle with a beholder who was trying to end the world, uh, to, to literally set everything on fire. Eowyn was a part of that fight as much as the rest of us, and I, I just, uh, I don't know if it'll reflect too well on the school that you kicked out someone that was responsible for saving the world. Um, but hey, it's, it's your choice, I guess. I should mention the beholder in question was also the leader of the army that was attempting to batter down your gates only hours ago. Well, this is new information. I will have to think on it. In the meantime, what is this thing that you need? Uh, an emerald, Yarfik, you can describe it. Yarfik is not Oh no, Yarfik's not there. Right, right, sorry. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> I haven't scroll. slept in like 18 hours. I, I honestly haven't been keeping track anymore. We were underground for days. I don't know what time anything is. I need to sleep. It's, uh, it's in the scroll. Do we have the scroll? Yeah, you have the scrolls. Okay. Professor Manolero uh, was looking this... at somebody would give them back. Either either the, the ingredients for either of these two spells, and I hand the scroll to the headmistress. Okay, so you need a large emerald. That we can provide. Eowyn, you know what? where the repository is? Yes, of course. Uh, Professor Thrail is in there, taking an inventory, making sure nothing has gone missing in the intervening times. Um, go there, tell him what you need. I'll have sent a message ahead. So he'll be expecting you. Okay. Um, I may have been somewhat hasty in my estimation of you all. And as I said, I will re-examine the verdict given this new information. I was just trying to help. Yeah, I was, I was teleported away specifically to do this. Anyway, I'll go to the repository. I'm going to walk after Eowyn, and uh, as we're heading out, just sort of, you know, walk up next to her and say, don't worry, Eowyn, if we could get a cobalt probation for killing <laughs> villagers, I think we can talk the ORE into letting the best damn wizard I've ever met continue to be a wizard. Oh my god, are we bringing back the courtroom mechanic? <laughs> <laughs> against the same lawyer? Against the same... Oh yeah, of course. Oh my god. Our nemesis. Uh, we'll, have to call her, we'll have to call Karitika as a character witness. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, a non-player character witness. Yeah. Idol champions of the Forgotten Realms Code Town. Here we go. S P A R D O B S W A L L. That code again is Spar Dobbs Wall. And it's good until August 11th. If you're looking for a sparring partner, you couldn't do better than Dobbs' wall. Dobb has a great wall for fighting. Now, back to the show. Uh, Yarfik, uh, yes. arriving at the professor's housing, uh, Wind Whisper stops, turns to you, and says, um, the cart won't fit through the door, so give me a moment. And she okay. waves her hand and summons this pale blue disc-shaped platform that floats about one foot off the ground. It's about three feet wide. It says, put the body on that and we can float it the rest of the way. Do you want me to just leave the cart here? or I mean, Yes, leave the cart there. We'll have Ken Didio come back at some point and turn it back into a tree. That's perfectly fine. I pick the body <laughs> and move it over. So you deposit it on the disc, uh, and then she begins walking in, and the the disc, as soon as she's about five feet away, it just starts floating after her. Nice. Um, walking in through that lounge on the first floor, she leads you towards the stairs at the back, uh, though this time, instead of going up, as you did the prior time you were here, she goes down. At the bottom of the stairs, uh, there's a little platform uh, and a door, and the nameplate on the door says Professor Calde Wind Whisper Necromancy. Uh, she fishes a key out of her robe, unlocks the door, and opens it. 
and the disc platform floats in behind her, and she sort of stands there with the door open, ushering you in. Uh, can I do an insight check on them and see if everything's above board? <laughs> sure. So that is a 21. Uh, she clearly has some suspicions about you. I mean, she's asked, she's she's made some very snide remarks and, and asked some probing questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still get the feeling that right now she's just trying to accomplish what she was asked to do. Makes sense. Uh, do you mind if I ask, I mean, being a child of the Under, under Mountain, where you came from originally? I... What? I mean, I'm a dwarf. I was born under a mountain, and we run into people of your kind on occasion. I just didn't know if we were had been neighbors at some point or down the road. Well, I'm I. Yes, I come from the Underdark, but not on the, not in the realm of of Boar. I'm assuming is where you're from. Is yes, that fair very, assumption? Fair assumption. Very yes, assumption. Not not from that neck of the woods. Huh? A pity. It would have been nice to talk old times. Old places we would have both known. Are you coming or not? I will need an extra oh, yeah, pair I'm, of hands. I'm, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Good. Come in. She closes the door. Uh, her rooms are very sparse, very Spartan. There are slate floors with no rugs or carpets. Uh, the furniture is all function, very little form. Uh, the place just doesn't scream comfortable. Um, and she leads you over to a large table. Uh, that basically looks like a lab table uh, where she has the disc sort of float up over the table and then deposit the body on the table. And she says, keep an eye on this for me. I just have to gather the appropriate books. Uh, also, perfectly fine. I want to let you know that the reason why we're binding this person right now is our friend is trapped or the demon has taken over their body. We're trying to separate the two. That's what we're getting the other spell for, if that makes any difference to you at this point. Uh, yes, that was mentioned while we were outside, so I am I am aware. Uh, uh, the binding Just of a demon, uh, it won't affect that Just portion my of what here. we are doing, so I appreciate that. She goes over to the bookcase and... Oh, let's see. This bookcase is absolutely packed. Um, I'm going to need this one and this one and... Oh, this one for good measure, of course. Can I see what book she's pulling? Uh, she comes back over to the table and puts them down, and you can see she has put uh, pulled the Book of Vile Darkness, the Black Scrolls of Om, and the Demonomicon of Iglewiv. Hmm. Interesting. Never Demonomicon of Iglewiv. <laughs> uh, it's an EDM Demonomicon. Yeah. Yeah. It vibrates when you read it. So she uh, opens them up and uh, starts to read. Meanwhile, back to the rest of the party, uh, Eowyn, Cassian, and Olash, uh, as you leave the room uh, where you were speaking with the headmistress, uh, the other three professors who were with you uh, go in to speak with her. Uh, But you make your way down towards the repository. Eowyn knows exactly where it is. And the repository, you find it. It's a very normal-looking door with a nameplate on it, as many others are. It just says repository. Uh, Opening it, there's a very small desk at the front uh, with this very large ledger on it. And behind the desk are rows upon rows upon rows of labeled chests. Uh, And uh, looking through the rows, in the, the fourth row from your left at the sixth chest deep in, is a very stuffy-looking bald elf. Uh, and the chest uh, that he is in front of is open, and he is bent over at the waist, uh, sort of like rummaging through it with one hand and looking down into it, uh, while occasionally picking his head up and looking at a scroll in his right hand. Hello, hello, Professor Thrale. Oh, what's this? Oh, ah, yes, Eden said you'd be on your way. Uh, one moment. He sort of... Stands up, puts the scroll away, closes the chest, and walks over uh, with his his hand out and says, Ah, yes. Professor Quinton Thrale, Enchanter Extraordinaire. Yes, we know who you... Hello, it's me, Eowyn Oromora, a student here at Blackbeak at a TA. I, you, 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 we need an emerald. Okay, well, uh, I 
I'm generally loath to part with any of our inventory for non-educational purposes, but I understand that you likely saved many lives today, so I'm willing to make an exception. Uh, an emerald, you say? Yes, worth a thousand gold pieces, so quite a, quite a, probably quite a large one. All right, one moment. He walks back towards the chests, goes to the seventh aisle, the third chest, uh, unlocks it with a key from a very large key ring that was in his robes. And he sort of rummages through it, and he comes up holding this wooden box that's about the size of a shoebox. He walks back over to the table, puts it down. He says, uh, uh, what, what size emerald did you say you need? A thousand gold pieces? Yes, at least. Oh, all right. He takes a little jeweler's lens out uh, from a pocket in his robe and puts it on his right eye. And he opens the box and begins inspecting several gems. He pulls one out. It's the size of a pebble. And he puts a that loop. down. What? A, a loop. I just, I could tell by the look on your face you think that's called lens. It's called a loop. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, they are interchangeable terms, I assure you. Okay. Ewen, remember you're what? gonna have to get these people to vote to keep you out. Oh right. Uh, so uh, picks up one that's about the size of a pebble and puts it down. That one's too small. Picks up another and he looks at it. It's about the size of a, a like a large marble. And he goes, oh, no, that one won't quite do it either. Puts that down. The bigger one, probably. And then he picks one up that is the size of a pool ball. Why, okay, why? Uh, <laughs> start, like, start like a pool at the cue. larger end and then maybe go down. And he looks at it and sort of holds it up in front of his face and sort of, you know, looks at it, turns it in his hands and says, uh, Yes, this one seems to fit that particular description. Uh, tell me, what do you plan to do with it? Oh, you've probably been down here for quite a while. Uh, we have to unbind a demon Ooh, from its host. That's... <laughs> that sounds exciting. Oh, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, we're pretty bummed about it altogether, honestly. Sort of burnt out, too. All right, well, uh, here you go. He, hands, he holds out the the emerald. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You take the emerald. Uh, like I said, it's about the size of a of a pool ball. It weighs about a half pound. This is good. Is it? Is it really? Is it like spherical, like a pool ball? Uh, it's not spherical. It's it's like uh, lattices on the outside. So it's it's somewhat spherical, but it's it's uh, more polygonal than spherical. Right. Ooh. Okay. And then Thank we you. cut back to the heist planning room where Cassina is saying, <laughs> and then we just walk out the door. With that. <laughs> I, as I walk away, I start pulling off the latex on over my face. Well, good luck unbinding the demon, I suppose. Uh, you don't... Do you need any help? I don't know. Uh, Can you do that? I, do you know if there's a way you could help? I don't necessarily think the method we've been given calls for or would be benefited by outside help. Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, what what spell is it that you're trying to cast? Oh, I don't know. It said the metaphysical method. Well, do you have it on a scroll or in a book or something? Can I look at it? Uh, do we have the scroll with us, Sam? Did, it, did we give it to a different professor? Well, Wigglebarrow was looking at it, but he gave it back to you guys. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yeah, it's then we right handed here. it to the, prof the headmistress. Did she give it back? She did, yes. <laughs> okay. Right, it's, I mean, it's right here, the lower one. So he looks at it. He uh, takes takes the jeweler's lens off uh, and and looks at it. And he goes, oh, it, uh, well, it's pretty cut and dry, I suppose. Um, are, are any of you particularly adept at drilling into gemstones? Oh, I, oh, I guess not. At, uh, well, maybe maybe Yafik, he, he has stone knowledge. Yeah, he's a he's a stonesman. Well, uh, more more to the point, I suppose, was uh, do any of you have a, a jeweler's kit or any of the tools that would be needed to? This is some very precise work that they're oh, like a like a loop required to be Yeah, done. no, I do you do you? Maybe we could borrow. Some... Oh, I I suppose I could be bothered to help out. I've never unbound a demon before. It sounds exciting. Oh, so you're not just, you're not going to give us the kit, you, you, you're coming with us? I'm an, I'm an artisan, I can't just give my tools to the untrained. Okay, then just, just come along then. It sounds like you really want to go, so just come on. 
<laughs> Just give me one moment to get my things. And he uh, sort of steps back and casts Dimension Door. Oh. Steps in. And about maybe 30 seconds later, uh, another Dimension Door portal appears and he steps out holding uh, three things. He's got this, like, mount with a vice grip on it that looks like it can attach to a table and, and hold something. Um, and then this, like, leather roll uh, that you can hear, like, tinkling in, like there's a bunch of metal tools on the inside. Um, and then on his head, he's wearing this contraption that is a whole bunch of, like, magnifying glasses that <laughs> you can you can uh, move down over your eyes to see it at different magnifications. He says, well, I'm I'm ready and raring to go. Great. So. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's do it. Excellent. So we go. Did you want to close that drawer or anything? Oh! That's not right. <laughs> That's a very good point. I should put these other emeralds away before they walk away on their own. So he puts his stuff down and puts the, em a lot, the two emeralds away. <laughs> puts them back in the cut box, closes the cut box. Cut back to the high saying, Eowyn, do not tell him anything about any stones. If there are more offered, we'll take them. Uh, he takes it back over to the chest, puts it in the chest, relocks the chest. I memorized the combination. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes back over and he says, All right, thank you very much, Eowyn. Now, let, let us let us away. Uh, now, Yarfik. Mm -hmm. She has spent about ten minutes or so flipping through these various books. And she, after a little while, says, Aha! Okay, this, Ooh. I believe I found what we need. Um, I need you to gather some materials for me. If you can go over to the cupboard in the corner. Uh, I will need a piece of chalk, a jar mm -hmm. of molasses, uh, Ooh, the skull. A or regular? Uh, whatever you find. Uh, I need the skull of a small bird, and um, I will need a vial of innocent blood unwillingly taken. <laughs> I'm sorry, wow. what was that last one? A vial of innocent blood unwillingly taken? That won't be in the cupboard. <laughs> oh. I'm assuming the vial's in the cupboard, but... Yes, uh, I have plenty of empty vials. I should be able to find no problem. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, have yeah. tons of innocent blood, just nothing to carry it with. Yeah. Uh, what is this necromancer trying to do? Uh, bind the demon, we think. Um, yes, yes. She is She is trying to cast a spell, because the, the feign death spell that she cast on Shidov only lasts for an hour, oh. and it's already been about 20 minutes or so. And Does, on the off chance that what you need to do takes longer... Oh. This way, Shydov won't be able to like move around and wake up. Is Lindsay like conscious inside the mind bed? <laughs> uh, so uh, Lindsay, Lindsay is not. Lindsay um. is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ildov is conscious inside the mind bed. The body of Shydov uh, is currently both blinded and incapacitated. Oh. You can hear. I can hear. You can hear, but you can't move. So I can hear what's going on. So okay. you can hear what's going on. Does the professor know that? The professor is aware of the effects of the spell, yes. Hmm. Uh, so uh, Yarvik starts to grab them. Um, where are you planning to get the blood of an innocent? I don't know. Where are you planning to get the blood of the innocent? <laughs> <laughs> I have other preparations to do for the spell, things that you are frankly not equipped for, but I believe that you at least have enough muscle to get some blood from somebody. Just remember, <laughs> innocent Jesus. blood, unwillingly taken. Bleed first and ask questions later. So you're sending me out to attack somebody and take a vial of their blood. Just find someone who's on their period. Oh my god, yeah. guys. <laughs> we are attempting to trap and bind a demon. This is neither simple nor clean magic, so get over it. Could you just like squish a, squish a bug? Yeah. Oh. Does it have to be humanoid blood? How do you determine if a bug is innocent? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've known some pretty shady bugs. It does have to be humanoid blood from a sentient creature. I thought that was implied. I will do anything to help our friend here. Whatever it takes. But I am putting in a protest. I don't attack innocents. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Then I guess you're going to have some trouble, but I do only have Where's about... the nearest dorm? Uh, so, uh, the... <laughs> You go to dorm first? Why not one of us? 
Everybody's in the goge right now. You might be willing. You, well, if you get if you get us before whatever, you can't. I can't talk to you. As I said, <laughs> it has to be an innocent. And I saw that blonde-haired fellow you were with. He does not look innocent. He, I will attest, he is not the most innocent of people, but he is a very loving and wonderful person. And it has to be unwillingly taken. So you cannot tell somebody that you need a vial of blood. I understand what I'm unwilling just means. making sure, because you seem a little reticent. I'm reticent to take the blood of an innocent. I understand the process you've given me to get it done. Sometimes you've got to break a few eggs. And sometimes those eggs have blood in them. <laughs> and sometimes those eggs don't want to give you their blood. I have never run into a bloody egg before. Tick tock. I'm Yafik. going. Tick tock. Uh, I'm going. Aji is going to punish me for this. I know she is. All right. You already. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that, Lindsay? <laughs> uh, didn't you already forsake her? Like. I gave shouldn't you just be over it? I sh- <laughs> Unlike some people, I still uh, I was doing this just for one thing. Yarfik, roll a charisma save. Sounds good. That's a nat 20. The natural 20. Dang. Uh you hear a voice in your head. Uh that says, "Yarfik, why are you being so skittish? I'm not used to this." I say in my head not out loud. Yes. I assumed. Well, uh, you know, I may I ask, ask you one day to do something similar, and I would hope no, that you're, you're not, not so, so afraid. <laughs> oh, God, that's annoying. Um, let's just say I'm still new at this. I may grow into your ways. Well, that remains to be seen, I suppose. Whatever you do, it sounds like you've only got a little bit of time and the... Well, I'd like to see I'm, I'm walking and talking smile this on your face. And do I feel my cheeks start to rise? You do. Ugh. And you also uh, feel the presence in your mind go away. God, that's annoying. All right, I'll be back. So as you leave, uh, the rest of the party is leaving the goge. Uh, they've come upstairs. They have Professor Thrail in tow. And, uh, Yarfik, you're just, you're going directly to where you know other people are? I'm going to back to where the party was and where I know they had all the students, yes. Okay. Um, roll, uh, roll perception for me. That's a 12. Uh, yeah. You, uh, you walk on. Um, and you, you basically, the group ends up meeting in the middle. Huh. Oh, what did he not notice? <laughs> I, I don't know what I didn't oh, notice. Oh, no. Um, I fall in. With the group, I say, I'm still collecting uh, stuff for the spell to hold the demon, so we're back over at the, at, the, at the office. Who's this? You've met Thrail before. Have I? Yes, back the first time we were at Blackbeak, and we had to bring the artifacts from the, uh, the, uh, right. the, the haunted house. Right, it was the house. ghost guy, yeah, okay. Oh, uh, man. As, as, as I'm saying that, I go Good to my pole. belt, I take out my hand axe, and I cut Olash on the hand. <laughs> okay, uh, roll an attack. That is a 20 not natural. Pretty sure that hits. <laughs> yeah, it does. All right. Uh, roll damage. And as I'm doing this, I'm putting the vial right underneath of it as well to get some blood. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so that's seven damage. So seven damage. So Yarfik. So, oh, I have on. a question. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I'm aware of what's going on. Uh, so uh, Yarfik has this this brief tete-a-tete, and then out of nowhere, he pulls his hand axe, and he slices through uh, the back of Olash's hand, uh, drawing blood with his other hand. He quickly uh, holds up the vial. Now, Olash, Olash only had one hit point left. Yeah. Two. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what I realized so, too late. Uh, Olash, uh, in that <laughs> moment... Uh, as as the blood just like spurts out of the back of her hand, uh, there's like a major vein. Uh, she faints, and she's already used uh, the the half orc ability that allows her to simply rise again to one hit point. Um, so she falls to the ground. Yafek, bleeding. What the hell? It's got to be Shida. Thank you for listening. 
You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast. You can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at teampumanife.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And then tell everybody what you've been listening to. You can support the show at patreon.com slash IWVTCast, or by going to dumpstattees.com and picking up a sweet shirt using the promo code IWPOD. You can find out more about us and the show by reading our wiki at iwvt.fandom.com. The improvised weapons metal theme and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. Adam's latest album, Things Fall, is on Bandcamp, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere you might go looking for it. You can peruse the rest of his catalog at imadeitup.com. Many of our sound effects are from battlebards.com. To use them in your game, follow the link in the episode description to sign up for BattleBards Prime. Or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. You can find out more about the video game Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms at CodenameEntertainment.com and be on the lookout each week for a code for a free in-game gold chest. Tune in next time to find out if Olash survives Yarfik's dick move. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>